Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more with over 122 million parts. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at snaps monday through thursday one eastern new central on amp download it and come hang out with us today uh i t bob a bear know more college football that i guess this joke isn't really landing because it's kind of known here in the local radio scene that I notoriously don't know anything about college football. Now, certainly through snaps, I have to now, so I've learned more. But, like, catch me a couple of years ago, I couldn't name you. I would have had no clue who Aiden O'Connell was. But that's why you should listen to Snaps, your premier source for daily CFB content. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Aber, as always, joined by the guy, I guess, who knows a little bit about quarterback, QB1 record holder, Aaron Murray. Yeah. What's up, Aaron? What's up? Happy Monday, everyone. Go like, subscribe, share. We are, what are we, three weeks away, two weeks away, actually, from some football. Um, two and a half weeks away from my first game. So getting ready to go, do my homework over here so that I am more prepared than T-Bob. Uh, excited Impossible. to get back in the booth. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Uh, well, hmm. Mm-hmm. No, this is completely random. Uh, Brum, did they ever? Did the volume ever release our underdog thing? Is that is that come out yet? Because I'm not sure if the underdog thing came out. I cannot remember where I had one conversation or another. Did we talk about Chris Leak on this show? We talked about Chris Leak before one of the shows. We did not talk yes. about it during the show. 
Okay, well, I'm just going to open today's show in a very random manner for two minutes here, and that is that Chris Leak is incredibly underrated. And the reason why, if fuck, I kind of blew the delivery we're talking here. About, I was giving my Tebow slander that he's the most overrated player in the history of college football. Bro, who do you Tebow think, Chris Leak? Who, who do you think? Who do you Tebow think the is the most overrated player in the history? Hold on, hold on, no, do not, do not cuck my conversation here. Okay, you do not. Stupidest I've ever heard. You do not get to deep take my 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 point here. Who do y'all think is Florida? Now you know, but who do you think Florida's all time leading oh. passer is? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's not surprising. Well, That's not surprising that Chris Leak beats out Danny Warfel, Tim yeah. Tebow, all these other guys. Uh, the fact that he's fifth all time in terms of touchdowns with 88 tied with Tim Tebow, one behind Peyton Manning. He's third all time in yardage. Career yardage for SEC. He won a national championship. Florida, like he was a former five star in high school. Like, and granted, the only reason I learned any of this because I was looking up Aaron's record. So shout out Aaron, who's number Aaron. one of nice. lists. Thank you. But, uh, but I mean, why does why do no Florida fans like T like Tip Tebow even took the credit for Chris League's championship? Yeah, yep. speaking of cucking, magic player, he was Taysom Hill. Yeah, and he and he cucked Leak's championship. Shout out Chris Leak, man, wherever you're at, dude. What is Chris Leak doing at? What it, wherever Chris Leak is at right now? I will always remember Chris Leak for the ball being up here and his wrist being extremely cupped. And didn't they used to coach that though? A little bit. I know they they coached the ball being up by your ear. Yeah, like this. But he was he you was extremely cupped, cupped with instead it. Instead of cocked, you went to say cocked back, and you said cupped back. Cocked, cocked, cocked. We're having a cock. He got cocked and he cucked it back. Too. I don't know, Aaron. Do you know what? Oh, oh is it a cock? But Aaron, do you know what a cuckold is? It's a sexual term, I believe. Correct. It is. Yes. Yeah. It's when you like to watch somebody else have sex with your partner. Um, so they're kind of you know it's your partner, but they're having sex with the person, and you're just watching. Maybe uh, you're being yes. like, maybe you're just a you know you're just watching on the sidelines. Maybe you're like. Getting Sitting involved in and doing like yeah. real freaky stuff where you're kind of like being degraded, you know. May maybe you're being, you know, verbally degraded. Like there's a, there's different there's levels to everything. Like Cam Jordan tells us, but uh, so that's so that's that's when I say cuckold. Like Chris Leak, that national championship is his, and yet here Tebow comes in just every now and then, and all of a sudden everybody wants to give him credit for it because he did a jump pass. Can, can, can everyone listening to this show though please jump in the comment section and just rip Rumley a new one for saying Tebow is the most overrated college football player of all time? I mean, yeah, bro, that I is love that might be one of the worst takes I've ever said. And I love heard. the heat. I'm, I love the heat. Go ahead and defend that it. The year that uh, he won the Heisman, they went eight and five. So you know, good stats oh, for that game. That's, that's crazy. Right. Is that true? That is true. What what about what was what was what was um, Louisville when Lamar won? No, Lamar Jackson is considered one of the greatest college football players of all time. I'm yeah, just asking, like what? That's an irrelevant point. He won. He was okay. part of two irrelevant. championships. Won a Heisman. He was part of you know the ball boy was part of two championships too. <sighs> okay, no, no, that's a, a national that's championship. I don't know if that's a, I don't think that's a straw man. Is that an ad hominem? No, it's not an ad hominem. It's, it's some sort of yeah. Okay, yes, there we go. That's what I was looking for. That is a red herring technique you just tried to use there. I, all I'm saying is the real person who are the real people who are more successful in their national titles are Urban Meyer being ahead of the offense. Mm -hmm. Percy Harvin averaged 11 yards a touch wow. at Florida, and Aaron Fernandez. Brandon Spikes is a beast too. Yeah. Defensive and an awesome he was a dog. 
He yeah. was a dog. Um, and the Pouncy Brothers. I mean, they were great. Whatever. Urban Meyer recruited his ass off. Cannot wait to see Swamp Kings. It's not out yet, is it? Because that would be awkward if I say can't wait, and then it's already out. I think next week, I want to say. 20 seconds. Two weeks. Okay. There we go. Two weeks. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and dive. Oh, I forgot to do it. Okay. So since you know now we're on AMP, shout out AMP, download it and get involved there. Listen to the show live there. Uh, we're not on YouTube live anymore, but youtube.com slash at volume stamp sells all of our videos. We come to the comments and choose our favorite comment of each day. Um, I think this is in r- response to me saying that I don't think Miami's ever going to come back, that I think they're dead forever. And granted, I had a couple chill Miami bros on Twitter hit me up, and I think they seem cool, so I feel kind of bad. And, you know, I'm wrong all the time, but I do kind of feel that. Like, I don't think Miami's ever come back. And Philip Lugo, 1593, says, this guy obviously doesn't live in Miami, probably in some basement in Idaho, and he's just a hater. Um, that's I mean, look, I, I do not live in Miami. This room does not look um, unlike a basement in Idaho. But um, again, I think my point kind of fucking stands. Miami just I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what my what is. Mm, how would I say this? Like, I feel like Miami back in the day used to trade on brand a lot. They were cool as hell and you were getting paid. But now yeah. everybody's getting paid and Miami's not cool. What, 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 cool. What, what's the difference between Miami and Southern Cal two years ago? What's the difference? Isn't USC like a way bigger school? I don't think so. I, I think I mean, Miami's like a small, like, I know it's a small team, private historical school. Historical football tradition. Uh, they, they've been to multiple conference championship games. Yeah, I mean, that's and, also true. Like, way more Heisman yeah, winners. Yeah, but I mean, this, just think like, just think like you when you and I were growing up, T Bob, like, Miami was the shit. Everyone loved the yeah. USC was rolling. Then they both kind of have taken a dip over the past decade. And then now USC seems to USC have gotten got it back together because, it, in the country be, because they got one of the best coaches and they got a Heisman. Yeah. Why is it Miami capable of turning it around with a great head coach and, and a quarterback to bring the U back? Like the, the U still to me has a lot of power. They could look, no, no. What I guess, look, any, any college football program can be back pretty much if you get the right head coach. We, we have talked about, that's how I feel. We talk about this on snaps all the time. Some right? faster than this others. Is a sports. Faster than yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I think some places have so much inherent power, they can elevate a bad coach. Uh, I don't think that's the case in Miami. Like, I think that's a place that has to be elevated by their coach. Well, so you're, so you're make, I just want to keep USC in mind when we're talking about this. You're, you're putting USC in the same thing though. I think USC, USC hasn't had great coaching for the past decade. And so you're saying USC is a spot just like Miami that needed a coach to get hmm. elevated to where they are now. I guess so. I would have thought that USC was a spot capable of elevating the coach, but I guess recent history would maybe prove that. I mean, they've had two great coaches the past two decades, wrong. Pete Carroll and then right now. That's it. And yeah. In between, it's been not great coaching and obviously pretty piss poor football. Look, if you're a Miami fan listening to this, just know that like I don't even have any great fucking reason for this. Let's just lay our cards on the table, okay? Let's just be fucking honest. <laughs> I just feel it in my balls. You know, like I don't know what else to tell you. Hey, it's like the you it's, it's, the you can come back. This is one of my yeah, look, you love Mark Richt. I get it. Okay. I get it. And that was a fun Rick. time. It was a fun time when he was there, but that's I don't know. I, I just I it, it's like one of my favorite speaking of debate tactics one of my favorite tactics is when you have no great reasoning you just call back to that one dude said in front of congress about porn that one time where he was like i don't know how to define it 
but I know it when I see it. Okay. I don't know why I think Miami's never coming back, but I just feel it in my balls. My, my, my intuition tells me the U's never really going to be back, but also Mario Christopher, not that guy certified, not that guy. Uh, all right, let's dive into today's episode. Though. Some shocking news. Look, we're going to talk Michael Ower and the blind side as it appears that Ower was blindsided. Shout out Paul Farrington. Uh, we're going to look at the AP poll. AP Top 25 dropped us. I mean, this is breaking news show. The, the poll dropped about a couple hours ago. The Michael Ower uh, article dropped a couple hours ago as well. We'll talk a little Michigan Wolverines today also. Uh, as always, YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. If you're listening on demand, um, hit the like button, sub to the channel. The road to 3,000 continues. Also, if you're listening wherever you get pod, Apple, Spotify, whatever, rate it, review it, share with your friends. Thank y'all. All All right. This Michael Orr story is crazy. Mm. Um, First off, it's been so long since I've thought about the blind side. Thank you, Brum. This is what I was looking for. So if you're listening on podcast, Brum just brought up the picture from ESPN with the twoies, you know, the two parents that supposedly, although we learn now, but the truth is, uh, adopted Michael Orr back when he was in high school. Um, It has been so long since I've thought about the blind side and it's crazy to look back. That was a movie that got nominated for best picture. Sandra Bullock, I think one best actress, like it had a ton of success. I think I remembered liking it. When I saw this picture, I was struck by just how deeply untrustworthy these people look (laughs) like I didn't, I didn't even read the art. Like now I have obviously, but I'm saying when I saw that, I had not read the article. You knew what you're getting to. And you read the article though. You knew what you're getting to. No, no, no. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is though, before reading the article, my head just from this picture was already like lubed up to be like, they did it. Like whatever Michael Orr is accusing these people of, they absolutely fucking did it. These are some people that are going to do whatever it takes to get to the top. I mean, what is it? What is it? The butt chin? Like what's what, what, what with, okay, with the dad, with the dad, it's a little bit, it's, it, it kind of is mainly the butt chin and the wispy hair, but I mean, with mama Tui, it is the Karen, John and Kate plus eight Chihuahua hair top mixed with those red glasses. When mm. you have that hair that she has in this picture, <laughs> you are made from pure ambition. You are going to get your way and not a single human being on the planet is going to stand in your way, even if that human being is 6'5", 350 pounds. Well, they, they kind of portrayed that. They, they, they made her feel like that in the movie too. Sandra True. Gold. Yeah, like she was <laughs> Miss Boss Bitch, like whatever I want, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Like I'm the one who sets the rules. When I put my foot down, you better listen. So like thinking back to that character and then yes, looking at this picture a little bit and then reading the article, you're like, okay, they, they, they hit on the personality trait. They just didn't hit on the fact that, you know, I'm sorry to steal this from you, T Bob. Uh, they Britney speared her. They, they did. did. They Britney speared her. They, well, they Britney speared Michael Ower. Yes. They, um, yes. so, okay. So that's, that is the crux of the lawsuit. So in case you missed it, Michael Ower is now suing, uh, the Tui family, who, of course, it was the family that in the movie The Blind Side was, uh, you know, portrayed as having adopted him and taught him football and 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 helped him have some stability, which then led to academic and athletic success and led him in a bull miss. He goes on to play in the NFL, becomes Super Bowl champion, all this sort of stuff. We can get into maybe some of the weirdness about how he was portrayed in the movie, because like he, he was not a fucking like bumbling idiot. He was like a normal yeah. human being. But before I get there lawsuit 
that came out or that we learned about today uh, claims that when, hmm, let's see, that when he was 18 years old going into his senior year of high school, the two he's put a document in front of him that they said was um, essentially the same thing as adopting him, right? I'm trying to think about where the exact quote, I had a bunch of quotes talking about this. Um, it, it gave them, so so basically he thought he was signing something that said, look, we're adopting, you're going to be our son now. What he was actually signing was a conservatorship. And they kind of presented it to him like it was uh, the same thing. Um, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm going to say that one thing that is clearly different between the conservatorship and being adopted is when you're adopted and you turn 18, um, you are an adult. You are your own man. You handle your own finances. You have your own name, image, and likeness. Under a conservatorship, that is not the case. Somebody else gets to strike deals with your name, image, and likeness. They get the money. You don't see a dime of it unless they deign to give it to you. That was why all the Britney Spears stuff, the free Britney era popped up is because she was placed in a conservatorship and had to fight and claw and scratch her way out of it. Uh, the difference being is, you know, with Britney, there is someone who, whether you agree or disagree, there was at least... Um, some, some argument to be made, yes, that, that you know, is she really the best steward of yes. her empire? Can she make these decisions? Uh, of course, I am Team Free Britney for whatever that's worth. Free Britney. Uh, well, yeah. With Michael Orr, I don't know how you argue this at all. This mm -hmm. is a fully functioning, well-adjusted, super intelligent author, motivational speaker, multi-time. I mean, he played in two Super Bowls, won one, like... There is no reason to believe that anyone should be in control of his name and in a conservatorship. And to add to the grease, Aaron, the lawyer who put yeah. this all together. This, on behalf this of the is the sketchiest part for me. It's a close family friend of the Tuies, Deborah Brannon. And well, it's also, it's also, also the, she's the agent too. That, yeah, that's she also, the sketchy part. She struck the deal on Orr's behalf for the Blindside movie, which saw Michael Orr get paid nothing from the blind side movie. So, um, so they have a conservatorship, they make the blind side. And now, uh, or is saying that he's upset because they made percentage points off of the box office. This movie grossed over 300 million and that the twoies and their children have all seen proceeds while he is claiming to not have seen a single dime, mm. which is at odds with what the twoies have mentioned at other times in the past. where they said they split it five ways. I'm just amazed to me that I, I know that maybe he hasn't seen the document. That's why that this has all come out since what February 2023 is when he sat down and looked at it. But you can't tell me he hasn't been in a locker room since that movie or been with friends or anyone that's like, oh, would you get paid for that? We saw that was a hit and it was going to say nothing and not ask a question since then. So I, I just want to know that from him of, of what took you so long to realize that there had been money that had been made. And, and yes, maybe they said they didn't make maybe minimal dollars, but still it's something that you did not get at all. Why hadn't you been questioned from the very beginning? Where is my cut in this entire thing? Well, okay. It's, it's tough to say though. Okay. So, I mean, so what he claims, he knew they got, they knew he knew they got paid. They just kept saying that it wasn't a lot. But yeah. It's still yeah, more yeah than what true. he was. It's still more than nothing. 
I'm still saying, okay, well, even if it's a little bit, it's more than what I'm seeing over here. Well, but side. there is an interesting quirk here that gives him believability when he says that he just never looked into it. That movie got released in 2009. What else happened in 2009? He got drafted to go play for the Ravens in the first round. So all of a sudden he has a huge influx of money coming in, right? Multiple, multiple millions of dollars. And they're telling him, oh, we didn't make that much. Maybe he wasn't worried about it. Man, and, and then like he said, and I find this to be very believable. He was like, look, in my eight years in the NFL, like I was, so, it's so all consuming and I was so committed and locked in that like I didn't, he didn't put the, the mental resources I or that, emotional that, resources. If you're in a locker room with a guy who, who, who had a movie made about his life, you can't tell me in those eight years, not one of his teammates asked him what he got for that movie. That would have been the know. first damn question that I would have asked a teammate of I, like, what'd you get for that movie? So Movie's I don't about know you. I know, but I don't know how much he even, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know how much he liked to talk to that movie about people because everything he ever talks about since the movie is that he hated, it's been, you know, a source of some of his deepest kind of scarring and anger because he hates how he was portrayed because again he yeah. was portrayed as like a barely functional idiot yeah. which is not the case at all and and he was portrayed as being taught football by the twoies which reportedly was not the case at all he was like i studied the game my entire life i just didn't have the stability that i needed to go out there and like play consistently and go to class consistently i mean he had to go to like nine different schools in like 11 yeah. years so can we come back to so, one thing yes like Obviously, the or thing doesn't really add up that no one, like, he never brought it up at any point. But, like, the Tui's defense of it's not a big deal, we got 80% and you got 20, that's totally fair. Makes me think they're total. Stuff. Oh, see, I didn't even see that part. Oh, 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 because you're saying they split it five ways. Correct. Yeah, even five ways is fucking crazy. You're right. You're right. Even if they're like, splitting it three ways, me, my husband, and Michael, like, what? That's. So, by, so like, here's by the, the most charitable definition of their own admission, they made four times as much as Michael Ward did, which is insane. So, so what was it? They got they got two and a half percent of after the revenue brought claimed. in. Yeah, that's what the lawsuit claims. That's a I find that maybe a bit hard to believe. I feel like two and a half points on a box office is a lot, Brum. You may know better in that's, terms of how that, Hollywood. They said what three hundred million dollar was brought in the box office alone. That's seven and a half million dollars. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I wonder sometimes if, um, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, whatever. If, 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 if it's, but, but to me, it's like that's the, the, the money is bad. But I think what it's easy to lose sight of here is this is a real kind of emotional betrayal. Well, it's emotional yeah. betrayal because I, I, I think what gets lost in all this is that they had a very. They had a very real relationship. Like I do believe that they once had a lot of love in their hearts for one another. And I believe that he, if he didn't think of him as his parents, he thought of them as something akin to his parents. And I think that actually that love probably goes a long way towards explaining mm -hmm. why he kind of took them at their word um, when they said that there wasn't money. I mean, here, here, here's a quote from his lawyer in this piece that has come out now saying, Quote, the lie of, and remember that the two has been going around calling him their adopted son and benefiting off of that fact for a long time now. When they specifically, specifically finagled things to not adopt him, but just become his conservator. Uh, quote, the lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators Leanne Tui and Sean Tui have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward, the undersigned Michael Orr. 
Michael Orr discovered this lie to his chagrin and embarrassment in February of 2023 when he learned that the conservatorship to which he consented on the basis that doing so would make him a member of the Tui family, in fact, provided no familial relationship with the Tuies. Um, and it would go on to talk about how Mike didn't grow up with a stable family life. When the Tui family told Mike they loved him and wanted to adopt him, it filled a void that had been with him his entire life. Discovering that he wasn't actually adopted devastated Mike and wounded him deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Aaron, we mentioned, well, why did this all take so long? It sounds like the relationship was pretty strong until the movie came out. And then he was very hurt about how he was portrayed in the movie. And then he learned he was the only member of the family not receiving royalty checks from the movie. Then he gets the lawyer to look into all of this. And in February, he discovers that he's not even a part. Years, though. In February, he discovers years. that he's not even a part of the family. Bro, I mean, look, I, I don't know. Gaslighting's a thing. How you feel? I mean, I, I again, I think I think we're undervaluing how it looks cut and dry from the outside. But there's a lot of emotion in here. There's a lot of love in here. There's a lot of betrayals, a lot of broken heart in here. And I think when you really love and support someone that sometimes it's going to take a while to get to that breaking point. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like he talks about his relationship with the movie where he says that, um, it, uh, he was like, you know, it's complicated because a big part of him hated it, but he also knew it inspired a lot of others. And he's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to keep quiet about it because the inspiration that it's bringing outweighs whatever personal issues I have. Now, later he opened up when he wrote his book and everything, but like, it's, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not as bothered by the timeline of it. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered, but I just want, I just want to know the facts. The facts are that they're, when they, when they lie, he's going to be adopted. I'm just more, like, just more questioning, like what, what took him so long? That's it. I mean, it's been, if, if you were pissed off from 2009, you knew that the money brought in, you're upset with the way it's portrayed. Uh, in my mind, they're, they're just the wheels would be turning. Well, he doesn't necessarily How am I benefiting from this, this, this entire thing? That's all I'm wondering. True. Uh, again, I mean, he seems to say that he was so consumed in football, but I, you know, I, and again, I, he only knows what Leanne and Sean are telling him and who knows what they're telling him about how much money they're making or what the blind deal is. Faith. I mean, the very blind lawyer, faith. exactly. No, exactly. Straight blind faith. Exactly. But I mean, that f- fucking what is love, but blind faith in the person that you love. Mm. Right. I mean, that's, that's like, if, if you love who, who could I manipulate more than any other probably in this entire earth? My child and my wife. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because they love me. And that's and that's awful, but it feels like what I mean, they knew what they were doing, dude. You do not present, you do not present adoption. You do not present conservatorship uh, document or, or, or you, they know what they're doing as adoption papers. That is yep. effed up. That yep. is rapacious that is gaslighting that is manipulative i feel well especially especially with the kid like you alluded to that that has the 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 history that he has yeah like you you're 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 preying on the 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 vulnerable at that point which yes, is, is just very disgusting. much disgusting so. yeah and and let's also be clear unlike the movie um the real story goes that michael lower was that maybe the Tuies didn't become so into him until they already knew he was really awesome at sports. Yeah. And he was already staying in other places. He wasn't quite, I mean, he, I, I, it's just, it's, 
the whole thing is greasy. And I know it's weird because that movie came out in 09 and we all celebrated it. And even now a decade later, before any of this came out, we kind of realized that this guy, this has some kind of stereotypical, like maybe questionable undertones here. And then, um, well, we learned that that greasy rabbit hole goes even deeper. Uh, but as our good friend Paul Farrington said, all it does is set up the sequel, Blindsided. Untold Stories, Blindsided, coming God, to Netflix in so about good. six months. Blindsided, the real two-eat family or something along those lines. But again, I, 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 I actually I feel kind of like a dick now because I'm making jokes, but there is something deeply sad about this. Yeah. Um, uh, what 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 should have been and was viewed as a really wholesome and great story and a loving story about you know love transcending backgrounds whatever else it becomes something all too fucking familiar which is greed and the pursuit of money uh trumping all so again br- pull up the pi- and now that we've had all this discussion pull up the picture again mm. rum mm. I mean mm. guys. Like straight Karen hair and glasses. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, how many times have we heard similar stories though? And I'll kind of finish like this, like the amount of time I've, I've seen buddies of mine be taken an advantage because they're kind of just living in the moment and someone else kind of just, you know, once again, financially leeching onto them and, and, and taking from them. Yeah. I had a teammate of mine who's, whose mother, for goodness sakes, as soon as he got drafted, goes to my mom and says, it's time for me to get mine. I'm just like, I mean, you know, that's, that's yeah. No, I mean, I remember like rookie symposiums and stuff where one of the core tenets was always how to tell your family. No. Yeah. And like agents being like, look, that's our job. You know, you, 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 you send everybody to me or the financial manager, whoever, but that, that does actually bring up something else. You just made pop my head as well as maybe the most messed up part is like, they were already rich. Like that's kind of the entire core part of the movie. Well, the question is, what, what else are they? <laughs> what, what else is going to be you know dug up about what they've done in their past that kind True. of shows you what kind of people they truly are? Because you can't tell me they, that that once again, like you brought up, they 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 present this young man with this document, not knowing what it truly was. You have to be some kind of person ahead of time. Either you are in trouble yourself financially in some way, or you've done similar stuff in the past where you're just a a fucking slime ball essentially yeah a big pile of grease all the way around mm. very old myth as well the yeah. whole thing is just reeks of kind of white collar crime and manipulation which i don't know that just feels like old miss fans to me uh, i'm kidding old miss fans relax no, dude relax yes i am i am i am it's um jlab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. J-Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. 
JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bowl flavor, full pouches. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, we ready to move on? You got anything else on Blindsided? Sad story. Can't wait. Yeah, very sad. Uh, I, you know what I am kind of excited for though, because uh, I'm just, I love drama. I'm, I'm going to be real interested to see where the defense is because once again, a woman with that haircut does not take this lightly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Michael is starting a war. Uh, here's to hoping that he can potentially win. Um, let's do a little AP poll reaction air Murray. So in case you missed it, there's a new AP top 25 and uh, I'll give you the top 10 and then we can dive into some points. Number one, UGA, number two, Michigan, three, Ohio state four Alabama, five LSU, six USC, seven Penn state, eight Florida state, nine Clemson and number 10, Mm. Washington, the Huskies. Getting in there at number 10 as voted on by the Associated Press. First off, Aaron, in the AP poll era, which starts in 1936, there have been two other teams that finished as AP number one two years in a row and then went for a third one in a row. Both finished number two Mm -hmm. in their quest for a repeat. And here goes Army and Alabama, and here UGA since number one once again, trying to be the first to ever do it in the AP era. Minnesota didn't do it in the AP era. They didn't do it in the AP era. First time, first time. It's time to set some records for them Bulldogs. Uh, I I do like it besides one thing. I think LSU should be four, Alabama five. That's the first thing that kind of jumps out to me. 
Um, I've said it multiple times on this show. I think LSU is a better team this year. I, I, I think they're the better team this season. And and kind of seeing T-Bob and I were chatting a little bit before this show about Alabama and watching some of the highlights from some of the quarterbacks in practice, uh, just not overly impressed with what the Crimson Tide has back at the quarterback spot. I think the big thing, too, you look at it, especially in the top 20, uh, you have, first off, two Pac-12 teams inside the top 10, and then – Five in the side of the top twenty from the pack from the pack ten. So that more than anything really just speaks to how incredibly mismanaged the Pac twelve was. <laughs> uh and and and, and 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 there's no I I don't think I can point to any single um you know guilty party. I, I think I it was a Patrick Chung, the Washington State AD that maybe said it best where he was just like the Pac 12s demise was due to just really awful leadership on multiple different levels. And so now, yes, you have this very sad tale where you somehow have five teams at the top 20 for a conference that is not going to exist next year. And and a couple of those teams, or at least one of those teams in Oregon State, may not even be playing Power 5 football, which is just yeah. flat out wrong. And in the age of transfer portal, we'll ruin them because everybody will leave. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's I, whatever, I, I feel awful for Oregon State. Um, Hey, uh, okay, well, before we get to Alabama, because I do want to play that quarterback tape next, Aaron, let me ask you this for you and your mm-hmm. little UGA boys, too. You see Stetson been in the preseason, bro? Yeah. He looks pretty good, don't he? He looked the best of all the all the, all the hey. rookie quarterbacks. He had the best he had the best weekend. Oh, how about that? Stetson Bennett looking like most underrated player of all time. Yeah, like above average, right? Like very good, right? Like Stafford better watch his back. Stetson's coming for him. I, I talked about this this morning. I think I think Matt Stafford quit playing football the second he won the Super Bowl. And uh, it's not to say that he doesn't still like think that he wants it, but like I don't know, dude. I think you know, mission accomplished. Yeah. And then, but then he got paid, so he had to. But like, mission accomplished, dude. Get on yeah, out of here. Yeah. Uh, but but Aaron, on behalf of your people. Does it not make you even the slightest bit nervous to see Stetson balling in the NFL? Hold on, bro. Not yet. Not yet. God bro, dang it. Oh, pizza. God, my Jesus. goodness. Where do you get Jalen Milrow from Stetson Bennett? I don't know, uh, dude. Control your boner, bro. <laughs> or he just wants us to get off Stetson Bennett's. No, 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 no. I need to know uh, if it intimidates Georgia fans. This is a legitimate question. I'm not trolling. Like, no, no, no. Does it not I, freak you out at all that Stetson's playing very well? Because Georgia fans have been trying to explain to me that they've been winning in spite of Stetson for years now, but I don't know, dude. No, because they still won because they had a balanced football team. They still won because they had one of the best defenses in the country. They still won because they had an incredible offensive line, the best tight end. Stetson was a major factor. Don't get me wrong. They didn't win in spite of Stetson. But I do just think it go. I don't think it freaks them out. I think it just tells the story of Stetson a little bit more to the people that are still hating that he was just a walk on, that he did benefit from an incredible football team and Kirby Smart and whatever other excuse you want to make. That no, this kid was a really good football player and a really good quarterback that, by all accounts, because of Stafford's injury history, is probably going to be a starting quarterback at some point this season in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, think about that, dude. That's crazy, crazy. compared to what uh, people would have so said. So I think to me it's more ago. of just shutting up the haters than it is freaking Georgia fans out like, oh, my God, we did have that. We took it for granted, and now we have unproven guys that, yeah, are four or five stars, which we wanted, but mm, Stetson was pretty fucking good. What did uh, – 
what's a, who said it? I don't know who said it. Be careful what you wish for, Bulldog mm-hmm. fans, because you just might get it. And when it shows up, it's just Mike Bobo. And you have to pretend to be excited because you've convinced yourself <laughs> that Mike Bobo. <laughs> uh, what? That's your boy, dude. I get it. I'd be it, pumped too. Dude. <laughs> and I hope that the Georgia quarterbacks took from Stetson. Speaking it's of. His cocky, cocky mentality. Okay, just, yeah. just, just. There's a reason why he's transitioning so well. Like Stetson firmly believes that Stetson's that a probably, fucking man. <laughs> yeah, that he's probably better than 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 Matthew Stafford. I guarantee <laughs> you, deep down in, in Stetson's head, he is sitting back saying, "I should be the starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams." Actually, it's kind of funny. And then we'll move on. Sorry, Crazy. I know I can hear Brum cringing because we're talking so much Stetson here. But uh, his whole like whirlwind tour of the off season where he was like getting in trouble and like kind of being a dick to the cops and like oh. being a dick to the crowd and to, to the reporter. It all does kind of speak to maybe why he's so good. Right. Because yeah. of that F you, I'm the man attitude. Mm-hmm. He's got a little Kenny powers in him. And oh, he does. And ben, it does. Yeah. It. I like that. Uh, all right. So speaking of Alabama, you say they should be fifth in this list, not fourth. I mean, yep. you know, whatever, splitting hairs. I feel you, though. I love Michigan at two, Ohio State at three, sure. Yep. Um, I believe that Michigan deserves to be two. I don't really care what you want to do with Ohio State in the top five. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk Alabama because Saturday reports – it's weird. I've seen some reports saying this, but nothing too concrete where I feel like this is something that you should run with. But I will put it out there since, you know, it's kind of rumor season. But word on the street is Jalen Milrow. Is yeah. actually taking the majority of one reps, which does mean that we've officially now reached the point where I've heard rumors on every guy being the guy, right? Like talking to SC Media Days, I had some guys from Alabama tell me, oh, we heard like Ty Simpson. I had other guys tell me, no, it's actually going to be Buck Nervous started today. Uh, and then and then now people are saying Jalen Milrow. So we've run the gamut. We've completed the trio. I think they really wanted Ty to take it. Like, Ty, this is your job. Go take the damn thing. And he's just not separating. I think it's I think it's pissing people off in the building. I think it's pissing mm. Saban off. I feel like it's pissing the staff off. Like you, you've waited for your turn. We try to make it your job, and you're just not taking the damn bull by the horns, unfortunately. And um, so all elephant of a sudden, by the, the tusks, the elephant by the 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 dick by the balls, I, whatever you want to say. Okay, that was a reach, and that was a little bit of reach. <laughs> And then I just think then you then all of a sudden you run the 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 the, the pressures of art. Is this kid truly ready to play? Is he truly ready to be the starting quarterback? We've given you the opportunity. You can't take advantage of it. Jalen's played football. Uh, Buckner's played significant amount of football, not a ton, but a decent amount. Obviously, more than Ty Simpson has. I I don't think he's earned the trust of the coaching staff, and that's a problem. I still think that he has time. I still think that they're going to try and figure out a way to make sure that he is the guy come season time. But I, I, I don't know how you can sit back with, with Jalen Milrose turnover issues and still say today that he's going to be the guy. I would still rather give the ball to Buckner and just say, don't screw it up. Just don't screw it up. Alabama's in a don't screw it up kind of season. If, if they don't screw it up and they don't turn the ball over, they're a 10-2, a 11-1 football team. Yeah, that, so run that's the ball compete. with Milrow. That's the best way to not turn it over. I don't know if you can be one dimensional and win. Ball, you can't be one dimensional and win. I know they they, they want to you know all the things you're saying. Oh, we're going to be bully football and we're going to be uh, aggressive at the line of scrimmage. We're going to dominate people. Good, but you know, guess what? Teams in the SEC have recruited really good big guys on defense. LSU has some some depth and some size on the defensive line. 
A&M has some depth and some size, and you expect hopefully those guys can be a little bit better against the run this season. You know, all those young guys that played last year, like you can't expect of Alabama a decade ago that was significantly better than everyone else that could just line up and dominate can just all of a sudden flip a switch an offense line that's not been dominant for two years and then play that style of football all of a sudden this year. I don't think they can do it. I don't think a team can do that right now. So I'm not buying we're just going to line up and, and, and be a team that 60% of the time runs the football and we're going to win an SEC championship. That's not going to get it done. I, I would actually love it. I mean, I would hate it because I don't want Alabama to win, but I would love it if somebody just said, F it, we're going back to like, well, I mean, it's kind of what Matt Rule in Nebraska mm-hmm. are trying to do a little bit right now. Doing it a little bit. Michigan is doing it a little bit. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Doing a little bit. But then funnily enough, we actually feel like the key to Michigan getting better is like throwing the ball more. Throwing the football. <laughs> so you're, you're, right. your point. You can't right. do one to you It can get you far. It can get you far. But it ain't going to win a championship. Okay. Okay. Per, now, per, per case example. Per case right. example. Alabama with Jalen could run the football. But but they needed two to come in there to, to win it for them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Rob, now you can hit the tape. Aaron, you're a big watch the film guy. Break down this quarterback play for us from Alabama. I mean, it's Ralts on air. So, um, I mean, Ty is definitely the most fluid of the, the, the three throwing the football. I'm not impressed with, with, you know, Buckner's nasty. That's Buckner's, gross. you know, doesn't really get me excited too much. Ty is nice. Like that's, 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 I was good, good mechanics, but I don't know that like I liked where the ball ended up that much. Like it was supposed to be back shoulder. shoulder. No, I know it's supposed to be back, back shoulder. shoulder. I didn't feel like it was back shoulder enough, but the other guys are maybe too back shoulder. I don't know. All I'm saying is uh, none of this inspires a ton of confidence. And this is the school released footage. Like this is this is like state run media. This is like what President Putin would give uh, to the news stations <laughs> to run. Like this was not filmed by a reporter or anything. So in a way, this is like some of the we best just, footage they're going to give you. Let's just let's just lower expectations. There's no there's nowhere near Bryce Young on this tape, and it took Bryce Young being Superman to get that team to where they were last year. See, Brum here. If you're watching on YouTube, just put a question on the wow. bottom of the screen. Is saving the new Putin, uh, Brum? The real question is, is Putin the new Saban, right? Former great, head of a crumbling empire. I mean, uh, war crimes as the head of a secret military force. Uh, they have a lot of similarities. The two do. Um, okay, sorry. We have really lost thread here. Back to the top 25, Aaron Murray. Uh, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, Penn Florida State. Florida State continues to just impress people, man. Yeah, USC at should. six, Florida State at eight. I love it. Um, you know what's going to be interesting? The, 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 the Big Ten East with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State is going to be uh, – you know, we talk about the SEC West. I would still say the SEC West from top to bottom is more competitive. It is. But obviously, the, yeah, but, but the, the, those three teams are all good enough to to be in the Big Ten championship game, where I, I still think it's it's a it's a two man race to win the SEC West, sure. LSU Alabama. It it truly is. Penn State's good enough to beat Michigan. Penn State's good enough to beat Ohio State. Yeah, will they? I won't put my money on them to do it, but they at least are good enough to do it. Like the third team in the SEC West is not good enough to 
beat both Alabama and LSU. So I mean, look to your point. The yes, the 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 it is wild that that you could have three teams in the top ten from the same half of top a conference, seven. which is yeah, top seven, which is what the Big Ten has here. Uh, Florida State eight, hell yeah, man, hype it up, Orlando, hell yeah. Going down Sunday night. Texas 11. That's my number. Let's go. God, I love 11. That and that burnt orange would have looked so good if they would have given me a scholarship. Oh, my God. Assholes. See, Georgia. Notre Dame at 13 seems a little this, high for me. This is a little high. He little wished high. he Texas. He wished no, he was I wish never I had in scholarship. I wish I had a scholarship. Uh, uh, Notre Dame at 13 seems a little high for me. A little high. Nah, I mean, okay, who would you put ahead of him, though? Um, maybe Oregon? Maybe Oregon. Utah? I mean, if anything, Notre Dame will probably fall because they got a very tough schedule because they always do, even though nobody ever wants to give them credit for it. But, like, I don't hate any of these other teams. Like, I don't think I like any of these other teams behind Notre Dame enough to put them over. First team to drop outside the top 25. Uh, how do we feel about Wisconsin? I know nothing about Wisconsin. I guess it's impossible to try to predict Wisconsin yeah. this year, but I could definitely see them falling out there at 19. Um, Oklahoma probably has an easier schedule. They should be fine. I mean, uh, I don't. Iowa? I, uh, never. No, no. Iowa will not drop out the top 25. They have Brian Ferentz. They're, they're yeah. completely fine. I think I think I think that I think that I would say and I'm trying not to choose somebody just at the bottom, right? Because like if Tulane loses, obviously yeah. they're gonna drop out. Um I still got I still need to see a prove it from TCU. I still I, okay, see I it. hate to say I, it because I, I think, think TCU looked good on paper, but I was gonna say TCU. Yeah. I am going TCU. My my first team in here that because Kansas State's got their quarterback back. I think TCU, man, you 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 exceeded expectations by going last year to a national championship and say what you want. Like there, there's massive, massive expectations now that, you know, let's do it again this year, or at least let's, at least get back and, and, you know, win the big 12. And I don't, I, I think you may see a significant drop from TCU this season. I, I mean, would I still say, I would still say four, was, nine, three team. I would still, now I don't believe this is going to happen because College football is all about the coach, and I think Luke Fickle is one of the best in the entire country. But Wisconsin still is interesting to me because they're such a complete unknown. Is it like how new offense? Well, and not just a new offense, right? But it's like somebody fucking discovered alien technology and just dropped it in their midst and was like, hey, figure it out. Like, can they are they gonna be ready to go out the gate? Are they gonna take like maybe by the end of the year they're coming on and playing strong, but are they gonna like hold the top 25 ranking throughout the entirety of the year? With Phil Longo running the air raid in Wisconsin, I don't know. I I can see that potentially going awry. So I, I got no other great takeaways. I'm so sick. I mean, look, I love 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 polls. Don't get me wrong, but after watching some preseason football this weekend, I'm ready for actual football. Yeah, uh, because the New Orleans Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, did you see Derek Carr, dude? Unbelievable, dude. James Winston, bro, it's his yeah. year. I well, no, Derek Derek Carr is the quarterback now. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, when he gets hurt, Jameis looks pretty damn good. Jamo Dimes. Love Jameis. One Jamo of my Dimes. favorite quarterbacks ever, even though he's like not that done that much. I just he's how could you not like Jameis Winston? Um, Aaron, real quick on the way out here. I know where you have to do this in official capacity sometime, but you got to go to a screening of Gran Turismo. I did not. Ooh. How was it? Have you not gotten it yet? Love and gotten it. Yeah. Damn, it was badass. 
Uh, so it was arrived really... on a Wednesday. Oh, let's go, too. So Thursday, you want to do a little in-depth Gran Turismo? Yeah, well, I think we're paid to talk this week. That's what we call it. Yeah, I think I think we're I think you know I think I think we're actually advertised. But okay, let's just go full disclosure here. But you, it said was really damn good. Exactly, awesome. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I was texting the group right afterwards. Like even my wife, I didn't know. Like I brought Sharon with me. Was not anticipating her to like love the movie. She's like, damn, that was an awesome movie. Like no Hell joke. Yeah. Like it was. Uh, I thought it was well done. Um, I don't think it was cheesy at all. Like you kind of go into a movie like that. Like, is it going to be too cheesy? Is it going to be the same storyline? It looks always? cheesy from the trailer. It doesn't look bad, it, but it does look cheesy not- when like, when uh, what's his name from David Hopper a million times is like, this ain't, this ain't no video game. This is real life. Lives yeah, are on a the couple line. Of that. There are a couple of that, but it, it's in good moments where it's it it it, it flows nicely. Okay, hell uh, yeah. I would I always judge a movie of of would I watch it again? Like if I'm in an airplane, would I watch it again? I would probably watch it two or three times. And if I needed a movie on Delta, oh, like it's that good. Yeah, you know what movie I saw? Uh, I rewatched over the weekend. I only got to rewatch like the first hour of it, but it was so good again. The original Fast and the Furious. Oof, mm-hmm. I got what a fan. Oh, I forgot man. how fast. Dude, it is just like it's. I don't think I've seen that movie since I was in sixth grade and came out of it wanting a Honda Civic with underglow. Look, but it is know, like uh, the, the style, inch or a mile. Winning's winning, T Bob. Oh my God, when he's a it, real racers, no <laughs> Dominic Toretto, and then, and then, but but from now you're a Fast and Furious expert. Yes. I have not, I have not seen past <laughs> Tokyo Drift, but um, I mean they go to space at some point, right? Correct. So what? it is. It is. What was this? I'm telling you, bro. Apparently, uh, Tyrese and Ludacris get. Well, they, they are launched on a back of a <laughs> rocket in a in a Honda, and they destroy a satellite. It's like that's not it. Oh my god! By they, the way, didn't it just I, end? They're making. But like, how was the newest one? How was the newest one? It's solid. Yeah, but hold on. The Same point shit. of that is, it is crazy to think about that. Like. Correct going to space when you view the first one and Dom's just like, you know, he's well, probably in his like early thirties. Like, like, yeah. The plot of the movie is like the rival gang steals DVD players. Yeah. 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 He's just like, he's just like a chill little street criminal, but Hey, I guess his ambition knew no, I mean, this is a franchise that got the rock, lost the rock and is bringing back the rock for how does, 11 how and 12. How does uh, how does uh, Vin Diesel feel about that though? Because he was very much out on the rock when he felt like the rock was trying to hijack Vin Diesel, like brokered a peace treaty, like it's Israel and Palestine. Wow, good looking out there. Well, you know what else? It seems like the next great car franchise, Grand Turismo. Actually, probably not because it's like a true story, but Grand Turismo. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Check it out. Uh, all right, that'll do it for today's show. Sorry we didn't get to Michigan. We can do Michigan tomorrow. I mean, we got some Michigan talk in there. Remember, as always, comment on all the YouTube videos. We'll comb through them. Um, it seems like insulting us is a great way to get highlighted as the opening statement of the day, opening yeah. comment. Uh, and I agree that I find them all very funny. So um, make fun of us. YouTube.com slash at volume staff. Hit the like button, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. You just Google staff podcast, Apple, Spotify, anything. Huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Pat Gunther. Huge thank you to Aaron Murray. Huge thank you to Papa Colin and the volume. Huge thank you to Gran Turismo. And a huge thank you most of all to those of you who support the show by listening and giving us your time and hanging out with us. We love you and we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.